This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The following is a paid program. Here we go. Good Saturday afternoon, everybody. This is Right at Home with Rich. I am your host, Rich Orris, and this is my one-hour weekend job. So my my weekly job, day job, um, for Mosby Building Arts, uh, doing remodeling, consulting, and going out and looking at, at projects and talking to people about their homes and issues and how to remodel and so this is my my weekend extension of that. How do I continue that advisor out there to help you get through the remodeling and the things that you have going on in your home? So today is the day, and I have a special guest with me. So if if you have anything foundations, anything repair, anything cracks in the house, anything you have seen or have questions on, or maybe you've you know, notice some stuff, give us a call today, 314-241-9797. So I have uh, my main concrete foundation repair guy, Kevin Welsh, with me today. We'll get to that in in just a couple minutes. Um, I also have my uh, right-at-home hack we're going to do in the the middle of the show, as always, and actually had – because of Kevin coming on and had a client kind of experience question that kind of brought me into this uh, wall anchor hack. It's kind of a dead men versus wall anchor, you know, the truth about foundation wall repairs here. I'm going to go over that in the middle of the show um, for you, and that's going to be something you're going to want to stick around for. Um, we'll have some some great information there, and we'll have everything foundation that that is going on around your house for you with Kevin. So again, give us a shout 314-241-9797 and as always, we have our Stephanina's gift card giveaway. So the rules that apply, call in, leave a phone number when you call in that we can reach you at. At the end of the show, I will pick one lucky caller and that caller will win a $25 gift card to Stephanina's Italian Pizzeria Restaurant. They're there's a bunch of them out in St. Charles, O'Fallon, one in Wing Haven, and there is one in uh, Chesterfield uh, Commons off of Highway 40 there. Um, so great place to eat. It will get you an awesome meal. I definitely invite you to call in and uh, try and get your hands on that gift card. All you got to do is ask me a question So or Kevin, get something about your foundation. So uh, I want to kind of 
get right into it here with my with my main foundation repairman here, um, Kevin Welsh. So, hey, Kevin, I want to welcome you here and thank you for coming on today. How's uh, how you doing this afternoon? Doing good, Rich. Good to see you, man. Awesome, awesome. So, um, I guess you know, water. You know, it's it's spring. Spring is starting. It kind of doesn't quite feel like it today. It's a little chilly, but um, we're definitely getting a lot of rain and a lot of things happening. Um, and and spring is hitting us. Maybe we can touch on you know humidity and uh, some ways to resolve stuff like that too. But what what are you really just seeing out there this time of year? You know, it's the uh, it's the it's the water getting in houses right now. Um, this is a, a time of year where we really get busy as can be. Um, it's but it's actually a little bit uh, a little bit different this year in that we never slowed down over the winter you know we normally get into the winter and and we kind of go dormant it's kind of a time for us to relax enjoy our families yeah. and catch a breath and that didn't happen really so, no with all the snow we got we got I mean, a lot of snow yep a lot of snow and i'm hearing it's the third largest moisture year that we've had in on record um, so you factor that in and then start getting rain and man, yep. it, the ground doesn't even have a chance. I mean, it's just, it's wet, it's saturated, it's mushy and, yeah. uh, and it's not drying out. So we get a little rain here and there. It's phones jingle quickly. Well, and you know what I've also heard, um, with, uh, you know, concrete stuff too, and, and talking about concrete and doing some research on, on that kind of subject for, you know, over this past winter is we had, uh, an, unusually large amount of freeze-thaw cycles this year, which we, we usually have an unusually large amount. I mean, just for our region, I think we usually have like 50 to 60 a year or something. Yeah, that sounds about right. And I think this year it was like almost 80. Yeah, definitely. And that's one thing that's been a big problem. Um, and I've talked to a lot of people about it is we've seen an unusual amount of ground movement going on which is causing not only water to get in houses, but it's causing bowing walls and, uh, and, and a fair amount of some settlement going on. It's just, you know, you form those, those air pockets underneath the footings of the homes and you, next thing you know, you got a house that's dropping. Yeah. So it's been, it's been a weird year. Um, good for business, not great for homes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for those of the, the, of those of you that don't know, um, a freeze thaw cycle, um, uh, is basically when, we freeze overnight and then we unfreeze the next day, the next afternoon. It gets warm because um, our temperature sways so much. So if you can imagine, you know, the water, the moisture getting in the concrete or, you know, the pores of the concrete or the ground, just, you know, a layer of ground freezing somewhat and then thawing the next, you know, the next afternoon and then refreezing and thawing and that expands and then it shrinks back down. It gets wet again. It expands. It, it shrinks back down. Um, so for that to happen so much, you know, it's the reason we have a lot of these repairs in our area with concrete, with spalling, with tuck pointing, tuck pointing wouldn't even be a thing, you know, if it, it would last so much longer, you know, you go to Arizona or wherever it lasts so much longer. They're like tuck pointing. We have masons, you know, but they don't have to, we, <laughs> you have to repair that. Well, in our area, you better bet, you know, so we get a lot of these unusual things with that up and down weather that causes all this. So Yeah, and then you factor in the soil that we're sitting on. You know, we got the worst clay soil in the United States. Yeah. So you you throw that that in there and that's when it really becomes, you know, problems. There's just issues left and right just with that clay expanding and contracting and 
in yeah. dramatic ways too many times, and that's when you get problems. Yep, yep, and and water just rushing off of that clay towards your foundation, towards your house, if the things aren't sloped the right way, and you know all of that. So yeah, it's pretty incredible what the St. Louis area weather can can wreak havoc and bring to you know what we do for a living. It's quite amazing. So. Um, so I think what we'll do here is uh, get into our first break. I've got I want to I want to get into water sump pumps stuff like that. We also have uh, Kelly on the line. So Kelly, if you can hold the line through the break, I will get back with you when we return. And uh, anybody else, give us a shout three one four two four one nine seven nine seven. All right, welcome back. Right at home with Rich, taking your calls. Talking foundation, repair, sump pumps, anything with uh, your foundation with Kevin Welsh of Helitech, which Helitech is uh, not just a sponsor of the show, but a trade partner of Mosby Building Arts that we've been uh, working with for years and years. Actually, uh, might if we get time, I'm, I might touch into a story um, of of myself working with Helitech when I was actually a project manager. It was I think it was in 2004. Um, and, uh, so, so if we get some time, I can, I can touch into that cause we've been doing this for, for years and years, but to, uh, start off, I'm going to, as promised, let's get to the phones. We got a couple calls in now, so let's, uh, get to, uh, Kelly has a question for us. Kelly, are you with us? Yes. Can you hear me? I can. Thank you for calling in. Um, my question is somewhat related, but, um, I was, I'm looking for homes and I went to a home and I was walking around the backyard, and it felt a little squishy. Uh, but anyway, I went back in, and I kind of noticed that they had some pool equipment out, but I didn't see a pool. So I found out on the disclosures that they buried a pool. So oh. they said that they left the concrete in there. So my question to you is, anybody who knows a lot like concrete, uh, if they didn't drill the holes in the concrete, then the water would probably start coming up. So yes. um, my question to somebody is, is that a lot of money to, would it be worth buying a home and giving them a low bid and buying a home with a buried pool? Um, yes, it can be a lot of money. Um, and honestly, there's several ways to remove a pool like that. And some of it, you can leave a lot of the concrete and other ways you take out a lot more of it. Of course, I'm a fan of get as much of it out as possible, but you don't necessarily have to remove it all, but yes, you have to break it up enough to where water can go through and you use that concrete as fill and then you have to fill it properly. So honestly, what I would advise you do first off to, to know if you even stand a chance at this is to call the municipality for that area. If it's, you know, okay. in, in, you know, Chesterfield or Baldwin or whatever, start... Okay. If it's in Creve Corps, then yeah, they'll have, you know, they'll have some pretty strict rules there on how to remove a pool. And I would, with the address and everything, find out if they pulled a permit. And if that was, if they legitimately took it out in a way that Creve Corps approved of, that'll okay. be your biggest answer because well, it, it'll, it'll tell us how deep the issue is. You know, well, the thing I wanted to do was put a pool in. That's why I like this yard. Oh, if they buried uh, the pool, I don't know if it would make sense for me to dig one out and put one in. 
it's it, it will make your pool more expensive because you will have to dig that everything okay. they put in there you'll have to dig out so it will make putting the new pool in more expensive it will just be the initial excavation you know part of it um, and hauling off and think about throwing away because they're not throwing away dirt you know they're throwing yeah. away very heavy concrete so it costs a lot more to get rid of that is that about twenty thousand I I honestly I I'd have to look into it. What Kelly, do you think? I've heard, yeah, I've heard that you know to dig a standard pool usually will start around five thousand. Um, this might be a little bit off because this goes back a few years, but five thousand to start, and if they hit rock, it goes to ten immediately. So figure um, you know eliminate the the rock and now plug in concrete. Yeah, yeah. It. So, so you I, might be ten to fifteen ish or yep, something yep. possibly. Yeah. Okay, I got. I want to know that in case I. In case I try to to do this, I do have another question. They have a sump pump in the uh-huh. basement, and I noticed that they have some horizontal cracks. That was my second question. Is a sump pump a good thing to buy a house? Because not all homes have them. I always thought you should stay away from homes that have sump pumps. No. no, no. Actually, they're building homes now with sump pumps automatically in them. Yep. So that okay. sump pumps are good to have. They may never run. They may never run. But at the end of the day, they're there to 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 offset hydrostatic pressure. When you say horizontal, when you say horizontal cracks, are you talking in the wall? Or are you talking in yeah. in the wall? Uh, see, those I'd be really leery of. Um, horizontal okay. cracks are typically signs of a wall trying to trying to bow in or trying to push push in. Okay. Um, depending on the severity wow. of them, yeah, you want to really have those taken a hard look at those before you, you yeah jump, you jump into that What's situation. What's your company that you're you're the one who looks at the horizontal cracks, right? Right. Yeah, Helitech. Yes. You can give us okay, a call. So you guys do that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'd be happy to come out and take a look at it. Can you give an estimate uh, and let me know? Uh, not over the radio. We want to look at it on site, but yeah, we can come out and take a look at it. And we can give you an estimate okay. pretty quickly. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So, so Kelly, you can give Helitech a call at 314-329-4660 and let them know you okay. talked with us. You talked with Kevin on the radio and, uh, you want to look at those horizontal cracks and for everybody that's those horizontal cracks come right into my hack that I'm doing after the next segment in the middle of the show. What I'm talking about is the the best repair for those horizontal cracks during that hack. So I appreciate the call, Kelly. Is a, a thank, thank you for taking my call. No thank problem. You know, I will call them. Thank You're you welcome. Know. All right. All right. Bye. Day. You too. Um, so yeah, so that's my that's exactly what my hack is touching on. I had a client that asked me about a repair that they did to the home before he bought it. And he described the, the quotes they got in the systems. And, and, uh, you know, when I explained it all to him, he was like, Oh, okay. We could have done better darn, you know, but it was the seller picking and, and, and paying. So, you know, he didn't have a whole lot of say in which fix he had more of a say in whether he was going to buy the house or not. So, but I'm going to jump here. Uh, we got, uh, Tim on the on the line uh, next. Tim, you have a problem with the foundation in your garage? Yeah, hi, Rich. Yes, I do. I've got some uh, slight bowing uh, in the foundation in the garage, and I've got like some 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 foundation cracking around the house a little bit around the house too. What do you consider like excessive, you know, cracking and bowing, Rich? Um, boy, it's really. 
how many, how wide are the cracks open, like on the foundation and stuff like that. And Boeing, I, it does not take a lot of, of Boeing or, you know, what we could like lateral pressure um, for me to, to call that excessive because it means that it's there and it means that it's probably not going to stop. It may stop for a year during a drought and then start again when it gets wetter um, and, and it, when it droughts, the water gets allowed in there and stuff like that. So I would call almost any bowing of a foundation wall for sure excessive. There are, in my world, cracks that just happen, you know, in foundations where it's a corner of a window and it doesn't mean your house is completely settling and there's all these huge issues. It means, you know, keep some water out of it, um, you know, and, and Helitech takes care of all this stuff. So, Kevin, what do you think about the excessiveness of cracks and all of that. You know, cracks are cracks. They're going to happen in concrete no matter what. Yeah. There's not a house we look at that doesn't have a crack somewhere in it. Um, it's just like driveways, garage floors, all that. You're going to get cracks. But when you get bowing, yeah. Yeah. That means that there's been, you know, there's been pressure applied to that wall. And at some point, it's going to continue um, one way or another. So you got to do something to, to stop it and, um, and, and secure that wall from uh, doing any more movement. So. Yeah, there's not a there's not a whole lot of uh, leniency, I guess, is the word when it comes yeah. to a Boeing wall. Well, kind of what what Kevin was talking about um, with Kelly about you know really coming out and taking a look because the cracks there are indicators in cracks whether they're even or not, whether they're at an angle, whether they're horizontal or vertical. All these cracks mean something different, and you know they they lead into the, the possibility of is there an issue that needs to be resolved or is it just something normal or not? And so it takes a, you know, a good professional to really examine and see why these cracks are, are happening. But for Boeing like that, I would say, hurry up and get Helitech out there. Okay. Thank Definitely. you. Hey, no problem. You're welcome. Thanks for the call, Tim. That was, uh, that was a really good uh, question about, you know, those cracks and, you know, how urgent and, um, you know, what should you do? And, and they're all, they all have different meanings. So it really, you yeah, know. Yeah, because, you, you know, the thing is, if you catch it early enough, um, you can avoid, you know, other structural issues in a lot of cases. Yeah. Um, so, you, you know, you get into the structure sitting on top of that foundation. Um, you know, if, you're, if your wall's moving and that structure's moving with it, then more damage occurs. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. And just can, it just compounds. So the quicker you can get to it and stabilize that foundation, the better. Yep. Yep. Think of it, you know, think of it like in, in the world of health with, uh, what stage is your cancer? How bad is it? You know, is it fixable? How, how, what's it take to, to get it resolved? So if you're, you know, they're like, Oh, you caught it fast stage one, we can take care of this cancer or whatever. But if you're, you know, wait and don't do anything about it. And all of a sudden you're stage four or something, they're like, Oh, I wish you'd have gotten here sooner. And it's the same way with your home when you have issues like this, a small roof leak can lead to a big one, you know, small window leaks lead into all this stuff later on as it happens over the years. People think, ah, it's just, it's not that bad. It's not that much. Well, but it just gets worse and more damage over time. And your concrete settling cracks, foundation repair, all that stuff bowing in, um, does the exact same thing, right, Kevin? I Absolutely. Mean, I, you know, last week I'm looking out in my yard and I'm like, I got to mow my grass. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, and then I, I'm like, oh, I'll do it a couple of days later. And it went from, 
you know, this is extreme, but I went from, you know, maybe a little two inches overgrowth to like eight. Now I'm mowing it twice because I can't get my mower through it. So just. Yeah, know, exactly. And that's, that's exactly what it's about. And I've seen it with these uh, wall anchor things where it's leaning in. We can fix it this way. Oh, wait, it's leaning in too far. We got to dig out the outside and put it back into place. Or does it fall over and collapse on you? You know, th- that's kind of the stages of that. So stay tuned. For my hack after this, John, stay on the line if you can, and we will get to you after the break also. All right. We are back right at home with Rich, here with Kevin Welsh, talking foundation repair, talking everything that Helitech does and performs. We want to get that out there for everybody. Um, and and so right now I'm gonna get I'm gonna get through this hack real quick. I promised at the, the middle of the show here. The the truth about the real foundation repair, or let me say the best, you know, foundation repair, when you have, you know, a horizontal crack like we were just talking about, when you have, you know, what we call like that lateral pressure where it's coming in sideways pushing pressure on that foundation wall. There's several ways to fix this. Some of ways are, are better than others. Some can work under the certain right circumstances. It's really about figuring this out. But one I see all the time is dead men versus wall anchors. And I see people that, that put in these dead men all the time. And Really, I, getting to see all these people and talk to them about something that I don't really do, I just understand the pros and the cons and, and all of that. I can give a really, you know, kind of unjudgmental uh, opinion of what's best and what's not. And when you do these type of things, this is it's all played on chance when you're doing this. It's what are the odds this is going to work best for me? And so to kind of explain... Uh, a dead man that, you know, they, they basically drill a hole in the foundation wall and they put a threaded rod out straight horizontally into the yard. And then on the other end, they have like a, a plate or some kind of, you know, anchor there. And then on the foundation side, they've got that plate they bolt to and they'll pour like concrete sometimes all around the outside out in the yard and, and to kind of help hold that. And, and, but the issue is they, half the time they're in soil that's still going to move. They're placing that in soil that's not low enough. So this soil could still be affected by the water, the runoff, the weather, the temperature. So I see these systems all the time and I see them moving and they're tightening the nuts and the walls still kind of flexing in and out because you've got this thing out in the yard moving with your wall now. And so when you look at a wall anchor, anchor, a helical wall anchor, like what Helitech does. Now, this they do other one, other types of repairs too, but this is the best. This is the hundred percent. If you want to get to that fix, that I don't have to worry about. I'm going to stay here a long time, and I want this to work forever. So the way this helical one works is it screws down through that hole at an angle, so it can literally get long enough and get below, get to what we call inactive soil. It can get low enough to where it's at a place that it's not going to move. The soil's not going to change with the weather and still move with your wall. So it's kind of like if a, if a uh, casino said they're going to pay out 
everyone's going to go at that to that casino and gamble their money there because you got a lot better chance of winning than the ones doing 91, 92, 93% of payout or whatever. So this is about the game of chance. How often does it work? And this system will work better more often all the time and have great warranties with it. I don't say this just because, you know, I, I work with Helitech or they're a sponsor of the show. I say this because this is truly the best way to keep your foundation wall from moving. And, and also when they're doing that helical thing, another thing to remember is, you know, imagine like a Torx wrench on your car when you're a mechanic and it says, tighten that bolt to a hundred pounds of pressure. And you got a wrench that kind of shows you that. Well, that's another thing that it actually helps them gauge. Am I into soil that's going to work? Am I getting enough pressure on this, you know, Torx wrench thing that I'm putting this in with so that I know I've got enough pressure to hold up the house or I've got enough pressure to not move that wall. So it's another, that peace of mind reassurance that says, We've got it there, and this thing ain't moving because we've done the calculations, and it's, it will hold more than the pressure that the dirt will put on this wall, and you will be fine from here on out. So I definitely say look at those systems and make sure you're picking the best one and talk to them and ask a lot of questions about why and how and get to that because – I go out and I see these houses. I look at these dead men all the time. I see them working 50-50, you know, percent of the time. I see people, they're like, yeah, no, they've done it. We've never had a problem since. And I've seen a ton of them that are like, oh, man, it keeps moving. They've been back two, three different times. They've put more concrete. They made it longer. They tried to do all this stuff, and they've, you know, kept trying to repair it. And this wall is absolutely still moving. And, you know, when you're going for a a foundation repair like this, are you comfortable with a 50-50 flip on whether that repair is going to work for you or not? Or do you want to go with the best? And I would always lean towards go with the best. It always costs less to do it once than to do it again and again or twice. Um, so that is my hack on foundation wall repair. I definitely want to get with you, Kevin, more on this because I got a story about a client that um, is kind of what sparked this for me this week that I was like, that's perfect because Kevin's going to be on. And he asked me this question this week. And when I explained it to him, his eyebrows went up and he was like, oh, wow, I wish we could have done something better. And that's what I was talking about earlier that I hear all the time. Oh, wow. I got one for your sump pumps too, that I could tell with uh, clients, you know, doing and if you're not so, so great fixed, when there's a better one out there and they're always just depressed when they find out what they missed out on and what they paid for what they got. Um, but for right now, um, I hope everybody enjoyed the hack. I hope, you know, if you have something like that going on, you have Helitech come out, take a look at it and, uh, get, get the right fix for you. But for now, I'm going to jump on the, uh, phone for, uh, Tim here has, uh, an issue with his toilet. Tim, are you with us? Yeah, hi, Rich. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, no problem. What do you What do you got going on? Well, I got a stuffed up toilet, and uh, I fooled with it a little bit. I've taken, uh, I've actually taken the toilet off, and I've run a garden hose through the water channel. Uh huh. And I also sprayed it out. Um, water seems to be flowing through that that channel, so I put it back on, and it's still slow flushing. Um, I know there's that vacuum hole, and I'm thinking maybe there's something to do with the, the vacuum. 
Um, yeah. It, so, so the what you're talking about, you ran a hose through was the actual the bowl of the toilet. To- yeah, I took so, the, I took the toilet off and I okay and I sprayed out um, you know with a, with a with a nozzle sprayed out the okay. the uh, water channel and uh, you know it's the the, the water you know the water's coming out I, I did it on both ends through the bowl and then through the bottom okay the water's the water's flowing you know through the other end so i know you know i know the water is is being able to run through that channel sure sure so so yeah so you've you've got probably one of two things going on did you look into the drain at all you know down you know send a an auger or anything down the actual drain pipe while the toilet was off the floor? No, I it thought just, about uh, maybe taking a bucket of water and, and mm-hmm. you know, pouring it through that that uh, uh, that waste pipe, um, but I did not do that. Um, okay. So, so it could be could be that uh, that the, the waste pipe. Yeah. So you've probably got one of two things going on in in that waste pipe, and. Um, you know, something that's either in the waste, waste pipe that's clogging it up and just slowing it down. Um, and, and things like we found in there is like a, uh, a nail filer, like one of those, you know, wooden kind of file your nails with, and it ends up sideways inside the pipe. So sometimes it'll work and flush out, or if you plunge it, you'll get the stuff out from around it, but then the stick doesn't go away. So you end up clogging it some more and it slows everything down or backs it up. Or it's a venting issue um, to where if the if the drain pipe isn't vented properly or if your vent is clogged, if the bird's nest got on top of the roof and clogged that nest, you know, a nest on top of that pipe or something in that pipe, an animal climbed down there or something. Um, we've seen that too. A, a tennis ball, you know, lands right inside that pipe and it restricts that venting air you know, of the actual vent pipe. So I would look next at, you know, like a Roto-Rooter type service to say, look in my drain pipe and, and the vent pipe, you know, maybe getting up on the roof and, you know, sending something down into that pipe, you know, to examine that vent pipe and just make sure all those are clear. And I'll bet you've got something somewhere in either the drain or the vent pipe. Okay, so uh, the you don't you don't think there's any issue with the toilet itself? I I doubt it because um, the toilet should be flushing the same way pretty much that it's always flushed. I mean, the only other thing that's gonna you know change that up uh, up or down a little bit might be the amount of water that's in the toilet tank, um, but generally that that shouldn't really slow it down. You know, it should still. Even if it's more or less water, should feel you know visually look like it's flushing at the same rate that it's always you know done, and if it's slowing down and just not quite going down real well, I think it's below there. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Can I ask you one more question about some tuck pointing? Uh, sure, real quick. Um, there, uh, I've got to do some tuck pointing, um, but the mortar is has been colored. It's not a gray. Mm-hmm. Um, what what can I add to that to match that color? Um, yeah, so there's dyes that you can purchase and put in the mortar to make it, you know, black or, you know, whatever color. So, yeah, there's a lot of different colors out there, and it's just kind of like dyeing concrete or whatever. It's the same type of stuff. It's a powder. You put it in the mix. 
it it's a it's a hit or miss type thing. Almost takes kind of like a really good mason artist that can look at the mortar and say, "Yeah, we need about that much." So you're probably never going to match it perfectly, mm-hmm. but it'll be mix it with so much, see how close you get, do a little sample area, create a formula with that powder. You know, like I put in a half a cup and, oh, geez, it's too dark, so I put in a quarter cup and it's, you know, and too light. And I won't light. know what, what color it is until it dries. Exactly, yep. So I'll have to I'll have to do the experiment before I actually apply the. Yep, yeah, and you'll just have to put some in, maybe, you know, two feet of it, and then let it dry and see how well it matches. Okay, great. All right. Well, thanks for your help. All right, no problem. Thanks for the call. Great questions. And if anybody else out there has a question for me or Kevin... 314-241-9797 last segment coming up so give us a shout alright here we go last segment time is running out so Kevin I'm going to use this real quick I got a couple stories I want to get in there but I'm going to get with Steve here because I think maybe Steve has some help on that toilet not flushing for us are you with us Steve you got an idea on that yes uh I had the same issue with my toilet about a month ago, and uh, it was the hole at the bottom of the toilet that's that's faces the front where the water gushes out of and pushes it in. Uh, it had completely, almost completely plugged up with calcium. Oh, really? And, uh, yes, I'd had this issue once before, and I don't know if it was just a, if it's a rough casting in there mm-hmm. that causes it to build up. But I just uh, I drained the toilet down. And then I put some calcium uh, uh, stuff in there that dissolves it, let it sit for about an hour, and then I got in there with a coat hanger, and it was quite hard, but I finally got it all broken loose out of there, and now it flushes fine. So so it was limiting the flow of the water getting from the tank to the bowl? Yes. Is what you're saying, yeah. The opening was down to maybe like a quarter of an inch, uh, as opposed to, what, like an inch and a quarter normally is. Wow, yeah, okay. All right, I so cleaned, yeah. I cleaned the, cleaned the toilet real good, and then I reached my finger down in there, and, and sure enough, it was pretty much plugged up. So uh, that could be an issue. Hey, you might want to check that. Awesome. Well, hey, I thank, I thank you for your help there. Uh, definitely a good thought, and um, hopefully Tim is uh, still on the line so he can uh, check that out while he's got this thing, you know, um, trying to figure this out because that could definitely help him keep the Roto-Rooter guy out of there. So. I appreciate the call very much, Steve. Thanks. All right, you're welcome. All right. So yeah, so Kevin, so so what brought on the wall anchor thing and me deciding to really do this hack was, you know, I'm I'm looking at someone's backyard and they're actually is a repeat client of mine and we're talking about the yard drainage. It's a newer home that it's an older home, but it, he just moved into it. And um we were talking about doing a swale in the backyard, get the water away, you know, all this stuff and he was telling me about the previous owner fixing the, the house with Deadman before he had bought the house. And he said, you know, he said, well, he said, we got, you know, the guy got three bids to fix the wall. And he said, one was 700 and something. One was like 7,000 and one was at like 13 or 14,000 or something like that. And um, he said, one was they just wanted to bolt the steel angle iron to the floor joist and you know (laughs) basically i I think the idea is like push the house with the foundation instead of secure the foundation i don't know i've seen that done and i'm sure there's 
you know, I don't know that there's a lot of times that really works really super well, but I would personally recommend that one. And he said the one, of course, was the dead men going out in the yard. And he said the other one was this anchor, some kind of anchor system or something. It was really expensive. And, um, you know, compared to, well, the 50-50 shot thing I was talking about. Yeah. And he said, so, so, you know, he wanted to do the $700 fix, but I told him I'm not buying the house. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, unless you do at least the dead men thing, because it, you know, at least it's kind of the middle thing or whatever. And. So I said, so was the, was the third bid Helitech? And he said, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. And when I got done explaining the system to him, because he was the buyer of the home, so he didn't get to meet with you or whoever was out there. Right. The owner did. And, of course, you know, the owner wanted the angle iron and, you know, selling a house. I get that. I would probably, you know. Hate to leave somebody with the angle iron, but you'd hope to only spend 700 bucks on something. And, um, but I explained the whole thing and he just had this kind of, you know, flush look on his face, like darn, you know, (laughs) right? (laughs) yeah, you know, it's just one of those situations where these systems that are out there, if it's, if someone can come out and knock out, uh, anchoring or not anchoring, but securing a wall and stabilizing it for, from horizontal movement and do it in a day, step back and think about that. Yeah. I mean, really what, what occurred over multiple years, most likely, and they can come in and knock it out in one day, um, Something doesn't add up. I yeah. mean, it takes us to do an entire wall in most cases on a, an average of five days a week, a full week of work. Yeah. So when you when someone tells you they can knock it out in one day, there's a reason for that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I totally have I've had the same thing happen with the sump pump where, you know, they 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 have they got a new sump pump system. They still have issues with it. It's usually older homes where the concrete's thinner. There's a lot more slope to the floor, you know, in the center and everything. Um, and they they have a system installed that's on top of the footing. And then I explain your guys' system, and they go, man, oh, yeah, gosh, their, their system wasn't that much more. But I just went with this one, and it's always the same thing because it was the middle price. They, what? No, don't pick on price. What are you doing? Look at, you know, listen to the systems, listen to what they say about how that functions and everything. And that guy was the same way. Oh man. He's like, it wasn't that much more. I just picked the middle one. Cause that's what they've always told me to do. Get three and pick the guy in the middle. And I'm like, yeah, well now you got to buy it again. And I'd suggest you do the one that goes beside the footing that picks the water up earlier at a lower at place lowest, yeah, it absolutely point. works but hey we got to run yep. next time you're on we're going to get the more, some more of that sump pump stuff for sure i really want to thank you for coming on had a great time yep great always time. love having you. you and i want to say that uh we're, we're digging out of the hat right here and uh kelly kelly is the winner of the stephanina's gift card so i will look forward to talking to everybody next week Get more at 971talk.com.